Hey everybody, welcome to number two old for YA. This is our final episode for this book, Three Last Word by Tamara Ironstone. So we'll be sharing our thoughts on the book as a whole and giving our final thoughts and ratings. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at never the number two old for YA. This podcast is streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Final thoughts. I need to get mine together. Go ahead. Okay. I knew I was going to be really into this book. It was, it wasn't, well, first of all, this book was my pick. I was the one who chose it. And I knew once I found it and like once I saw it, the cover looked interesting to me. I read the synopsis of it and it's, it really grabbed me from the very beginning. I don't remember, I don't remember if I read the, the, the sample from, the Kindle app or not before I sent it over to Mel and was like, hey, how about this? Uh, and I was be- between this and another book. The other book is something we'll do in the future at some point. Uh, like we kept it as a backup, but it was like either this or the other book that I was thinking of. And so we decided to go with this one. And it had me pretty much from the beginning. Like Sam is just one of those characters all the way through for me anyway, that is very likable, very intriguing. Like you're immediately like pulled into her world. And I stayed there like throughout the whole book. Like there was no, there was never any, hardly ever any faltering of like, oh wait, I'm reading a book. Like, or this isn't that believable. Well, okay. There was some of it that was a little bit not plausible or whatever, but for the most part, like the author did a really good job creating a universe that is basically like, not like a fantasy universe or anything, but like a realist universe, you know, very close to what we actually live in every day and made really likable characters, some really unlikable characters too in some of the eights. And I found it interesting that there were so many characters in this book and some of them like never really had any parts. Like Cameron, I don't think speaks like hardly at all. Well, actually... He does when he's like bringing in a couch or something like he has a couple lines there, but that's about it. Uh, But I found it really interesting how there's so many characters in this book, you know, but the author was very selective with who gets an actual part in the book. Yeah, like everything was very relevant and, and everyone had a purpose for what she was going through at that time. Exactly. Exactly. Like there was some there was some filler characters in the in the not the eights. Uh, well, the eights kind of too, I guess, because Olivia never really said much. But in in Poets Corner, there was some like kind of filler filler characters that like never really like participated or anything. But um, it was fine because all the other characters were so meaningful and so well written. The thing I love most probably about doing this podcast is that it's gotten me back. It's getting me back into reading, and I hadn't read for my own enjoyment in years. Like hardly ever in a span of like many years that I've been just not reading and it's gotten me really back into reading but this book more than any other book that we've read so far like this really had me and like I could not wait to read more every week I agree yeah the story resonated with me Sam resonated with me I don't know I just was very pleasantly surprised and the the aspect of like a teenager dealing with mental illness was very interesting as well. Cause I feel like 
again, this is never too old for YA, right? So we're like above the age group that normally reads YA novels. So like our kind of YA novels that we grew up with were like from like early 2000s and like mid 2010s. And I feel like, I mean, I don't know, maybe I just didn't read them or didn't find them. But I feel like the stuff we grew up with, none of it really dealt with like mental health issues. Like I've read, I've read stories and stuff about uh, people with other kinds of health issues and like disabilities and things like that. Like I remember I've read um, A Mango-Shaped Space, which is about a girl who has synesthesia. I think she sees sound and hears color, something like that for her particular case of synesthesia. But anyway, yeah. So this one girl has synesthesia in mango-shaped space. And then I, oh God, I forgot the name of the book, but um, I read another book about a boy with a chin muscular dystrophy. Um, but I've never really read like any books about like teens with mental health issues, like directly. Like, I mean, there might've been some characters who had like a parent who had a mental health issue as like a, like a side character but never, um, never anybody who was actually struggling with it themselves. So I really liked that angle of it, that approach. And I read like the author's notes and everything in the end, just, you know, out of curiosity. And uh, I was pretty, pretty surprised, like the amount of research that went into this book and the, yes. fact, that she worked, yeah, and the fact that she worked with professionals, you know, to like make sure that the book stayed true to like, what the what the disorder is actually like how it actually would be treated things like that so what do you rate it Kaus? <laughs> I almost <laughs> okay one one more thing that I want to say before I write it okay go ahead the three thing is really interesting to me too right because like Sam obviously has the obsession with the number three and everything in this book is in threes, even the author's name. I went and Googled her because I was almost like, okay, yeah, maybe Tamara Ireland Stone is her real name, but does she always put her full name on her books, like, as, as the author, or did she just do that for this one? And usually she's just Tamara Stone or whatever. And no, I guess she does use her full name all the time, but I don't know. I just thought it might have been something she did just for this book to make it a three. Um, but I found that really interesting, uh, how she kept it consistent, even down to how her name was written on the cover of the book. But yeah, as far as as far as my rating, the first number that came to my mind was the three. How? What What's the word I'm looking for? Ironic. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. How how ironic that it's number three. But seriously, what do you rate it? Like, would you reread? Would you recommend? Okay, I I would give it a 4.5. 4.5 out of 5. And I'm not one to really reread books or rewatch TV shows or anything like that. Especially, like, in quick succession. Like, I might go back to something years later once I've like forgotten the plot and like so it'll be quote-unquote interesting again because I have a hard time like if I just read something not that long ago or whatever or like I still remember what happens in the in in the book or the show or anything like it'll get boring to me because I'll get up to a point where it's like oh yeah I remember what happens next and then oh yeah and then this happens and then then it's not fun anymore because I know what's coming up 
But yeah, I, I probably would read this book again. Maybe not until farther down the line because I still would want to be like, have that thing of not really remembering it so clearly that I'm going to guess every next plot point. But I would read it again and I would definitely recommend it. Even if you're not struggling with a mental health issue, like even if you don't really, if you aren't particularly interested in that theme of it, I would still say read it. I feel like it's not so much about Sam's OCD as it is like just a coming of age story. Like that's what I really like, really appreciate about this book. Another thing that I really appreciate about it is that it's not... How do I say it? It's not like in your face. Yeah, it's not in your face. It's not a mental health book with a coming of age subplot. The OCD is well written into it and everything. And they did, the author did a good job, I feel like. I mean, I don't have this disorder and I don't think I know anyone who does, but like having other like experiences and things like that, it made me feel like she did a pretty good job with it. But, anyways. It's not as much about her mental illness as it is about like her coming of age and her finding herself, gaining confidence. You know, these are all really important aspects to a kid's life anyway. You know, like the fact that she's doing all these things while dealing with OCD is just another thing that that it could be. It's not it's not your typical coming of age story. But it doesn't focus so much on the mental health aspect that it's not like, well, it's like, I don't really care about OCD. I don't really want to learn more about it. Like, I don't want to be suffocated by all these, like, terms and, like, therapy and stuff. Like, it's not like that. I do kind of wish, though, that they would have wrapped up at the end. Uh, I mean, I guess it wasn't as important because the only person that Sam really ever imagined was Caroline like it wasn't something that after Caroline it kept happening with other people and stuff like that but um it would have been kind of interesting especially because Sue seems so stumped when all this happened in the first place about what it could have been like what disorder could have been causing this it would have been kind of interesting to see like what her like diagnosis ended up being but but again like it see that's another example of it not being so heavy-handed on the mental health side and I feel like it's kind of good that it left it open-ended, especially because it would have been like, oh, yeah, and by the way, you have d- dissociative identity disorder or whatever. And then the book ends. So it's like, well, now what? Like, you just mentioned that for basically nothing. So I guess it made sense that she didn't really reveal what the actual diagnosis was at the end. But yeah, overall, I really enjoyed this book. I can't stress to you guys how much I love this book. Like, this is the kind of YA novel that I was longing for when we started this podcast. It has a great first relationship subplot to it, which I enjoy. I don't like romances, like just romances. I don't want to read a whole novel about somebody's relationship, but I do like relationships and and, and romance as a subplot. And I feel like this novel uh, did a really good job with that, with capturing what it feels like to be with somebody for the first time and like all of those feelings and like the tension and everything. And then Sam is dealing with even more of that because she's keeping so many secrets from everyone and from AJ. And, but yeah, I feel like the author did a really good job with the love story aspect of it too. 
And yeah, I guess I guess those are my final thoughts. I think I basically said everything there is to say, and it kind of makes me sad. I don't want this book to be over, but it is. And there's no uh, no sequel as far as now in 2022. Uh, and this book was written in 2015, or published in 2015, so I don't know if there will be a sequel or not. I kind of doubt it. I want to copy and paste everything you said. <laughs> uh, but I do want to add a couple things. I don't really want a sequel. As much as I want a sequel, I don't really want a sequel because it was so wrapped up tight and a perfect little gift that like in between that those covers, it's perfect in my eyes. I would give it a 4.5. The only reason why I give it a 4.5 is because... I wanted Sam to really shove everything in the crazy eight spaces. And they're the 0.5 for me that I'm not giving this a five stars because I hate all of them. <laughs> I just can't stand them. I, I refuse to give it a five star because of those. I was going to say something else, but because of the girls. Anyways, I also wanted to say this book was the perfect balance of coming of age a love story and a spotlight on an otherwise forgotten or misinterpreted mental disorder which is OCD because when people say oh I have OCD other people think oh they're counting or they have to double check the locks or they have to they have to make their whole day revolves around a sequence like I mean, that could that could quite possibly be it for some people, but it also I like the fact that there's such a broad spectrum in the mental health community that just because you have this, not every one person's the same. So I like the fact that we got to see Sam and how she deals with it. And we also got to see how much growth can happen if you just really find the right people to be around because yes, your mental health is important and you should take that seriously, but it also comes with who you're around, your habits, both eating and social or anything like that. Um, so I think that the author did a really good job with having all three in one book and it was perfect to me. I would definitely reread this, 100% recommend. Because like you were saying, like, yes, it does have to do with mental health, but it's not like, it's not so prominent as in like, if you were reading 13 Reasons Why. Like, it is not that kind of mental health story. It's kind of like you're living with it and you're going through the motions and 13 Reasons Why we're like, oh, well, if you haven't read it, you know, it's a pretty sad story. But in this case, it was a polar opposite. Sam was the one living with, with something and she was going through it and it didn't have to be such a catastrophe or traumatizing. And she got through it and I'm so happy for her. I love her. I will miss her. And I will definitely come back to her someday. I 100% think that this is going to be a comfort read for me. Um, I did buy the ebook for the podcast to read it, but I will be purchasing a paperback 
just because it's my little thing, you know, I want to have all the physical books of every book we read on the podcast. So yeah, I'm going to purchase this and I loved it. Thank you, Miss Tamara Island Stone. One of my top fives, definitely of all time so far in my life. We'll see. I'm excited for what we read next. And if what we read next does not compare in the least to this book, I will be so upset because the next book is my choice. So <laughs> let's, I, I hope I can outdo Kelsey on this one. I don't see it happening, but we'll see. So our next bumper episode is going to be about Twilight, actually. And no, you didn't like fall in a time warp or get in a time machine back to like 2008 or whatever. This is still 2022. Um, it's just that like, it's just that Twilight has had like kind of a resurgence lately uh, among Gen Z people. So us as millennials, we wanted to kind of revisit Twilight a little bit and talk about like what it was like to actually be a teen as like the in the height of the Twilight like uh, franchise. Like when all the books came out and the movies and how crazy everybody went over it and stuff. And like, it was like my generations or like my lifetimes, like second Harry Potter almost. And then the Hunger Games was like third. Like it was one of those really big waves of YA that just like really took everybody by storm. So yeah, that's going to be our next bumper episode about Twilight. Uh, We're not going to be reading any of the books for this podcast you can go read them yourself or like find another podcast that does cover twilight but it's going to be too big of an undertaking for us i think uh and we at the beginning of this podcast we said no series so that's going to be next week for our bumper episode and then next week during the bumper episode we'll announce our next book that we're going to read also um just to let everybody know i will be wearing my twilight shirt while while I'm recording that. Also, if you do want to get informed about the Twilight series and don't feel like reading all those massive books, I listen to a podcast called Remember Twilight. The two girls there are amazing, so I suggest that you go and listen to that. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of Never Too Old for YA. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Never the Number Two Old for YA. This podcast is streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Until next time, bye!